Hi, this is Walter Montero, and you're listening to this week's edition of the Real Estate and Mortgage Show. Hello, and Happy New Year. Hope you had a great holiday season. I know I certainly did. It's one of my favorite times of the year. Get together with friends and family, and uh, typically people I don't usually see you know, until this time of year. You know, it's pretty funny, especially with my family. A lot of us live very close together here. But, you know, the way life is just so busy, it's just so easy to, you know, sort of watch the time pass by and you never really come to the realization that you're not seeing each other until, you know, this time of year or or worse yet, uh, you know, at the funeral home. <laughs> so anyway... On a lighter note, I just want to start off by uh, talking about getting your home on the market, getting your house ready for sale, and not so much what you need to do to prepare it for sale, because I think, you know, there's probably all kinds of information on that. You can certainly cover it at a, at a later date in terms of what you need to do to prep up your home for sale. But what I wanted to talk to you about more today was um, just some of the things that I see people sort of misunderstand through the home sales process. And I just wanted to cover off a few, you know, maybe some facts that people think are true, but they're not, or just some mistakes. So I made a list of seven. We're going to cover them off, and hopefully it'll help you in your decision or through the, not so much your decision. If your decision is to sell, then your decision's been made. But I I just want to make the the process of home selling for you as stress-free as possible. And believe me, it's always stressful. There's no question about it. Having your home on the market is a pain in the butt. So this quicker you can get that done, get a sold sticker on it and get out of there, the better it is for you and for everybody involved, really. So let's start off with point number one. Point number one is probably something that I run into as a realtor more than anything else, and that is where homeowners want to list their homes higher, okay, in terms of a list price in order to leave room for bargaining or to, you know, give the buyer a an impression that they got a good deal on the house. Okay, so this is probably the most common mistake that I see people people make. The reason it's a mistake, first of all, is for the most part, when you put your price higher, what that simply means is you've overpriced your home. Okay, so when your home is overpriced, there's a couple of problems. First of all, buyers are very smart today in terms of the access they have to information, unlike any other time in my 28 years in the real estate business. They've got, a lot of times, they know the market better than many, many realtors. So when something goes on the market overpriced, the buyer knows it's overpriced, okay? So they're not gonna be enthusiastic about wanting to buy your home, okay? Because they're gonna know right away that you're being unrealistic with your price, okay? The other problem with that, of course, is when you overprice your home, you are putting your home into a price bracket with homes that have more to offer than your home. Okay, so what ends up happening is your home, let's say your home is is a $300,000 house and you've put it on the market at $325,000. Well, the problem is, is now you're competing with homes that are in the $325,000 price range. Okay, they have $25,000 more to offer. They may have more square footage. They may have more features. They may have a better location. You know, all of those things. So what does that do to you as a home seller? Well, what that does to you as a home seller is it helps your competition or the homes in that price range sell faster because they'll show your place and say, hey, if you like this one for 325 
Let me show you this one down the street for the same price, and it's got 200 square feet more. It's got a fenced backyard. It's got a fully finished basement. You know, uh, it's on a better side of town or, you know, that sort of thing, right? So very, very careful. Be very, very careful about the list price in your home. It's always better to price a more aggressively than it is to be overpriced. Okay, because the reason I say that is if you do that, so if you got a $300,000 home, I mean, sometimes you'll see people list them at two ninety-five. Now, what does that do? That brings a lot of buyers to your to your listing. So what happens is, is you you get into an environment that you could very well create a multiple offer situation. Remember what we talked about multiple offers? So you could get into a situation where you sell your home for even more than may, what it may be worth just because of that whole auction mentality. So very important, make sure that you list your home properly at the price that will cause it to sell. Don't worry about the bargaining room. Number two, open houses sell houses. Open houses do sell houses. There's no question about it. That's if they're priced right. Now, where they probably are misused more than anything else is where you see agents holding open house after open house after open house on the same house week after week. And then, you know, the seller, of course, is, is making these demands that they want their house held open because they want buyers to know that it's for sale. Well, I got news for you. Buyers know it's for sale. And when they see you holding it open, week after week after week they know that it's overpriced all right so you're, you're not fooling anybody okay open houses do sell houses repetitive open houses that is not the solution to getting a home sold where some people will draw a parallel to that sometimes they'll say well hold it here we see home builders do it all the time that's how they sell their houses yes that is how they sell their houses there's no question about it but they have dozens sometimes hundreds of homes to sell so when they do that, that's what they're doing to expose their, their product because they have many, many homes for sale. That's not because it'll sell one house. It sells many houses, all right? You have one home to sell, okay? So if you want to do an open house, that's that's going to be up to you and the agent that you use to, to sell the property, all right? But make sure that you understand that open house after open house is not the solution to getting your home sold. The solution is obviously the most important point is pricing it right. So point number three, my agent should lower his commission if he double ends my listing. Okay, so what I mean by that is an agent lists a property and uh, he ends up also or he or she, sorry, ends up being the same agent that brings the buyer to the table. Okay, so when that happens, a lot of times sellers are in a situation where they're looking at the agent going, wow, you're making twice the amount of money that you counted on making on the sale of this property. Uh, you should lower your commission, okay? Because that way we'll get more money and, you know, you get a sale, okay? I'm very torn with this situation because, uh, first of all, if it's an ad call or a sign call or something along those lines, I don't totally disagree that, you know, maybe the agent has a little bit more tolerance in his commission. I'm not saying that. That's going to be totally up to the agent. But the last thing you want to do, I think you, as a seller, one thing that you really want to keep in mind with this is why do you want to penalize your agent for bringing a buyer to your property? Okay, because what you got to remember here is that agent could very well take that buyer to another listing on the MLS and get a full commission on the sale of that other property. So why do you want to penalize your own agent for bringing his buyer to the table? Sometimes you're talking about, you know, people that he may have been working with for, you know, weeks or months 
okay and now you want to cut his commission because he's decided to bring the buyer he's working with to your listing it doesn't make sense okay you know I get it I know where you're coming from but keep in mind don't penalize your agent for wanting to bring a buyer to the table okay next mistake that I see people make is when an offer comes to the table they turn down the offer because let's face it this is only our first offer okay you know there's an old saying in the business that your first offer is your best offer now is this a hard and fast rule no no of course it isn't but I can tell you more often than not that is the case okay so when you have the first offer come to the table and you're negotiating with that offer keep in mind that that is a buyer that is very enthusiastic about wanting to buy your home okay sometimes they'll do it right away because you've got buyers that are in the marketplace your home comes on the market you you've got foaming at the mouth buyers wanting to buy your home and then all of a sudden you're you know playing games with this buyer because you're thinking oh geez this is the first buyer why should I bite and I I get it I understand the process but keep in mind that this is more than likely the most enthusiastic buyer you're gonna to have to the table and they're very likely going to be the buyer that's going to pay you the most money for that property. So be very, very careful before you turn away that buyer. Okay. Next mistake I see people make is with conditional on sale of property offers. Okay. They accept an offer conditional on sale of property. So a buyer comes to the table and says, hey, I want to buy your home, but I need to make it conditional on the sale of, of my property. Okay. So... I I understand why buyers do that because obviously you know they're not in a position to accept or, or they're not in a position to make an offer on buying your home without having their home sold okay so it's something that you've got to be careful with because quite honestly when you accept a conditional offer there is usually it usually comes accompanied with what's called an escape clause the escape clause is a clause that allows you to continue to offer your property for sale, okay, even after you've accepted this offer. And in the event that you receive another offer that's acceptable to you, then you're free to accept that offer with, you're free to accept that offer, and then you have to notify the first offer that you've, you've accepted a second offer, and now they've got a time period to to you know either put a dime in the phone or get out of the booth okay so if they if they gave you say a 30-day conditional offer and uh, it had a 24-hour escape clause that basically just means <clears throat> that that 30-day period is now accelerated to 24 hours okay so you got 24 hours to put a dime in the phone or get out of the booth now the reason I'm mentioning this particular clause is because when you accept a conditional offer your property becomes a little less attractive to buyers okay so just so you understand where I'm coming from here if we have two homes that are both for sale and all things being equal they have the exact same price the exact same features everything is terrific about these homes they're they're identical except one has a conditional offer on sale of property the other one does not I can tell you more often than not that the property that's going to be more attractive to a buyer is the offer is the house without the offer on it because the last thing a buyer wants to do is go through the process of getting their offer accepted of course with this conditional offer and then 24 hours later find out that the first offer ended up you know waiving their condition and they didn't get the deal okay so be very very careful about accepting conditional offers one thing that you might want to do is consider looking at an agency that offers a guaranteed sale program 
Okay, our, our agency, for example, we do that. We've got a specific web page that actually addresses that. You can check it out. It's called cbguarantee.com. The cbguarantee.com. So check that out. This is a situation where you know the agent will guarantee the sale of the backup property, and then that way you don't even have to worry about you know a conditional offer. It makes the whole process less stressful. So at any rate, uh, just obviously keep in mind that particular situation. The next thing, of course, is still addressing conditional on sale of properties that bump offers need to confirm in order to bump the offer in place. Okay, so basically what I mean there is if you have an offer, if you do end up going ahead and accepting an offer that's conditional on sale of property and um, the next offer, uh, you get a second offer that um, is going to challenge that offer, it, that offer doesn't need to be firm. That just needs to be acceptable to you. So you just need to keep in mind, you know, how you're going to go about bumping that offer out. Okay. Now, the reason I'm talking about this is because sometimes we'll get uh, people calling and saying, hey, I'll, I'll make an offer, I'll make it firm, you know, and uh, or I'll pay more money. That has nothing to do with any of the process. Basically, what that means is that there's a first offer in place, and when a second offer comes in, regardless of the terms of the second offer, the first offer has the first right of refusal. Okay, so that's that's basically how that works. Now, having said that, I've seen some agents bump conditional offers on sale of property with another conditional offer on sale of property. Let me tell you why they do that. Okay, so you have a conditional offer on sale of property. You get another offer that's also conditional on sale of property. What you're going to do is you accept that second offer that, you know, provided that the terms are acceptable to you, but then now you're going to bump that first offer. Okay, so let's think this through for a minute here. So what ends up happening? If the first offer gets bumped and they decide to waive their condition and go ahead with the deal, well, now your home is sold. If they don't waive and they just bow out, well, you still have a conditional sale of property offer. So really, what have you lost? You haven't lost anything, but you've had now an opportunity to try and see if that first offer will actually come to the table. Now, I mean, there's other things to keep in mind there as well. I mean, maybe the second offer had a better backup property, maybe a more saleable property than the offer that, you know, the first offer in place. So it's, you know, just one thing to keep in mind there. All right. So nonetheless, if, if you have any questions about that, let me know. Fire me off an email, walter at uh, maximumresults.ca. And uh, feel free to ask me that question or any other question for that matter. And then, of course, the other big mistake I see people make is, hey, uh, I'm not in a hurry. Okay. And I understand this whole particular process. I get that. I understand it. But the situation is homes that are priced right sell within a specific period of time. And homes that are not priced right don't sell in that specific period of time. They take longer to sell. Okay. Now, what that does to you as a home seller is it tells the home buying community that this home is more than likely overpriced and we have a very unmotivated seller. All right. They start questioning what could maybe be wrong with the property. All right. So the last thing you want to do is be on the market for a long time because really in the grand scheme of things, let's face it, being on the market is a pain. All right because you have your home show ready situation almost all the time okay so you want to make sure that when a buyer wants to see your home it's got to be presentable for them to 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 come in and, and have a look at it so you want to make sure that you know I understand that you know sometimes there's people that are not in a hurry I get it but keep in mind that the last thing you want is your home on the market for a long time because if your home's on the market for a long time you're very likely gonna sell it for less than what it's actually worth. 
okay because nobody gives homes on the market for six months full priced offers okay that does it happen oh maybe maybe from time to time but i can tell you more often than not it does not happen all right anyway just a few pointers i hope that helped helped you out uh maybe in a future uh episode we can talk about prepping up your home for sale and that would uh, that would certainly be fine we can do that and um I look forward to um, talking to you again. I hope you have a great week. And you can find us at Walter at uh, MaximumResults.ca. That's my email. Or you can go to CambridgeHouses.com. Uh, the other thing that I need to mention here is if you're listening to us on iTunes, make sure you give us a rating, uh, a review. It certainly helps our situation in terms of getting our word out to our community. And we would certainly appreciate that. You can also see us on Facebook as well. We have a page called The Real Estate and Mortgage Show. And uh, you can check us out there on Facebook as well. And anyway, I, again, I just want to thank you so much for uh, listening to the show. And I hope you have a great week.